Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil uh, crown. And join us on our adventure. (laughs) This is Taryn Ryan's uh, Princess Diaries. Episode about in our Pinocchio month. Pinocchio uh, Quartet. Or Pinocchio Quintet, because I guess we did re-release the first one. Oh, we did, yes. We'll do five stinking Pinocchio movies by the end of this. (laughs) And today we watched... 2022's remake of the Disney live action remake of the Disney version of Pinocchio directed by Robert Zemeckis mm-hmm. uh, starring Tom Hanks yes and I want to start out by saying something we live in cynical times mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes people just want to like okay I'm gonna start by saying I think I am going to like really I, I liked this movie a lot. I liked this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Same. But I still feel this hesitation of like, the whole time I was watching it, like, it got, uh, this movie got a lot of guff mm-hmm. in the press online. I want to know how many of the people who criticized this movie watched the original first. Or watched this actual movie or just saw clips from it and were like, it's the original. Stupid. It's the original. So, like, if the story is the issue. It's the original, and we're going to go into it, but they made a lot of story changes that I really appreciate it because it fixed weird plot holes that we talked about in the first one, in the first original of 1940. Right. And I want to be clear. I don't think this was a great movie. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. Was I, it too long? Absolutely. Oh God, all, yeah. It's too <laughs> long. There were things. This was a movie but, that I, I went through expecting to be like, Maybe this is going to be a step back. Maybe like it'll be well made, but like will be weird. Mm -hmm. And there were definitely things that I rolled my eyes at. For example, a prolonged shot of Pinocchio contemplating a pile of horse poop. I don't understand why that was in there. I really uh, don't. Uh, he didn't like touch it. He didn't. He could have been. Do- well, the His whole thing- apple didn't go into it. Like I thought. Okay, this is gonna. Hit- he didn't eat it. You wanted him to eat it. That's no, what you're looking for. I was ready for the. Gross there wasn't out- enough poop eating in this movie okay, for Tara. Here's the thing. I was waiting for a gross out moment because why else would a boy who's learning about the world stare at something and not explore it? Do you get what I'm right. saying? Think- so I'm like, what? What were they going to teach us in that moment? And they taught us nothing except that he recognized it smelled, I guess. And there was like a fly on it. I was like, we didn't need there, any of that. It was a huge, and I think it was CG. But we it, didn't it, need it. It was a huge, yeah, it could have been, I don't know, like a bird. Or it could have been literally been anything. Because the whole point, previous to that scene, he came out and goes, Father, what is that bright light in the sky? And he's like, that is the sun. Yeah. That I am doing much more of a, of a that's another thing. I, so- what I thought this movie was going to be, based on everything everyone said, was, it's a me, Tom Hanks. I'm a here and I'm a Geppetto. This is my boy Pinocchio. Ho, ho, ho. Like, yeah. just stupid stuff. So when it turned out to be Tom Hanks, a B-minus movie. Yeah, and he had a sleepy <laughs> Italian accent. Not every word was like pronounced, and there were definitely some words that was Tom Hanks, like yes. his normal voice. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's hard. He has a very <laughs> specific voice. There were some words he would pronounce or say, and I'm like, oh, that's Tom Hanks doing Tom Hanks. Like, that's Tom yeah. Hanks' voice. And But we went into it, and we were like, uh, about every 
20 minutes we go, are you enjoying this? And it wasn't so much of a because I'm not. It was just because I think I am enjoying this. Yeah, like, like, I'm I'm okay with this. It gave me the feels that the first one did. And I think that's what we're going to do is just go into yeah. what we liked, what was different. And I have it kind of chronological because that's how I take notes. But <laughs> Because let's, that's how time Because that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, but let's first talk about the well, voices. Can I can I bring up one thing? Because you said it gave you the feels of the original. The other thing I think it did was it was still creepy and weird in spots. There but, were parts that but I that's went, what the original was too. There were parts that I went, this is creepy and weird in a way I don't appreciate. The horse poop, yes. the original scene with Honest John and Gideon. Yeah, but we'll then get there, to that. There were other scenes. I loved the Pleasure Island stuff. I did too. I thought it was really inventive. It was really cool. I liked the design of everything. The design of Monstro. Chef's kiss. I loved that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. There I love the way yeah. Pinocchio looked. I thought, like animated wise, or I don't know exactly know how they made him. Well, work. he he looked more hand animated than say like Figaro or Cleo. Yeah, I really liked like his look. Uh, so yeah, so let's go. Oh, I I think instead of I think. I started noticing at the end, I go, his eyes look kind of weird and fake. And I went, well, that's because they're paint and they're maintaining them as paint. Yeah, and until not he like... blinks. And when he blinks, it, he goes all natural wood. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's also not like the puppet in the, gym, the, the, the JTT one yeah. where it's like a different like look of an eyeball. An like, eyelid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like, well, this is, this is enchanted paint. Yes. I yeah I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say like the, the thing the biggest things going against it are if you didn't like a lot of the weird stuff in Pinocchio guess what it's they they don't elevate it from it, weirdness it's the story and if it's long it's long and it's it is kind of mad ca- like if you don't like if you're the one going like I don't understand these new Disney remakes they're too much CGI like this isn't gonna solve any of that no this isn't gonna be for you but it's not awful yeah if if everything that everyone said was mad at this i'm like you like that's just how movies are and if you don't like how movies are right now then yeah you're not gonna probably like pinocchio i do i like that they probably spend 220 million dollars on this movie instead of you know a little less than putting money towards smaller art house features or something yeah yes but that's the movie industry i don't blame pinocchio for that yeah learn where to direct your anger tara let's start from the beginning so let's go with voices first. So Tom okay. Hanks is, or voices and actors who mm-hmm. are in it. Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Uh, and looks, can we, like, as we do it, let's talk a little. Talk about each character? Because uh, I thought his look was. Yeah, I liked his look a lot. I loved his pajama. His pajama <laughs> game was great. I loved when he was in pajamas. Do you uh, want a nightgown? Is that what I'm getting from this? No, you want I don't Scrooge want that kind of a nightgown, but I just. You want to be like, spirits, you visit me on <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I just, I, I did. I liked, I liked Geppetto's look a lot. Uh, the Jiminy Cricket was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is just doing a Jiminy Cricket impression, does a pretty good one, and was, I think we talked about like, just a really great Jiminy he was Cricket. Charming, I really he was liked well him. written. I mm-hmm. liked his characterization. He wasn't, he wasn't annoying like Pepe. He wasn't over the top. He was perfect. You he thought was, he was he weird was looking. I thought his face was weird looking. His face kind of looked like cabbage. It looked like but, it was peeled in a weird way, but I got over that. Do you remember in the first one where we talked about how like he doesn't look like a cricket? Like yeah, this one they tried. This one they they mixed it. Yeah, this one they mixed it a little bit. So I get that. You liked how every time he jumped, they played a little chirp. A little chirp noise. Cool. I liked that. Uh, so then let's talk about Pinocchio's voice. I really liked. 
I, I don't have too. the name because I, it's not someone we know, yeah, but I me, really liked the voice of that. I thought the performance him. was really good. I thought the characterization was good. And we'll get more into that, I believe, because you seem to have a lot to say about his story. The yes, book, his I, I have a, a lot of um, opinions and thoughts in a good way. He was done by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. Who, I thought he did a great job. Uh, I, his most thing, known thing is for... Oh, he's in The Haunting of Bly Manor, so he's in a Mike oh. Flanagan. Uh, I thought anyway. he did I, I thought he did an excellent job. I really liked him a lot. Uh, there's an addition of a character of a seagull oh named Sophia. And I feel like a lot of people were against this character because we've now gone from like, I think they should try and do something different or they swayed too far from that to like, they can't win. And people were like, oh, I can't. What is this weird seagull they added? Yeah, it was a weird plot contrivance in parts, but like it I didn't feel it, out of place. I thought it made more sense because what we find out is Geppetto is a shut-in, and we'll go into his story in a minute. I still want to go through voices of characters, but specifically focusing on the seagull, he's a shut-in, so he talks to Figaro the cat, Cleo the fish, and his puppets and his clocks. So it makes sense that like the seagull comes to him for food. So mm-hmm. he feeds the seagull, but he doesn't leave his shop, right? Right. So I get how he, the seagull could be worked in. They live by the the sea, so that makes sense. And also, I think it solves plot points on how Jiminy Cricket gets from one place to another. There are some moments where you're like, the only way Jiminy was going to be able to find Pinocchio is with Sophia's help. She's a little bit of a plot contrivance, but like, again, it wasn't like, well, this is real out of left. But her voice. It's Lorraine Bracco, which I let, who's uh, Dr. Melfi on The Sopranos. Uh, And, please, end of Goodfellas fame. Let's go back further. Um, I love her. It was so funny. because everything about her. I saw it right before she came up and I said, Tara... Get ready. And watching Tara try and figure out who it was for I a few I knew it, moments. but like it couldn't get the name. You know, like yeah, when, when you, you hear somebody's voice and you right. know who they are, it's on the tip of your tongue. Well, yeah. when you look at a seagull, you don't go, oh. Lorraine Dr. Bracco. Lorraine yeah. Bracco. Um, who else was in it? We got a, a, we The got, Italian actor who played Stromboli. I liked him. He the, was over yeah. the top, but I think that character is well, over the top. Let's go into this for a little bit because this, I mean. Key, uh, Michael Key. Keegan-Michael Key Michael did Michael the voice Key. of Honest John. Yeah. Um, I think that's everyone. Well, there was the new character. Oh, uh, the Blue Fairy. The Blue Fairy is Cynthia Arrivo, I believe is how you say her name. Um, and then Giuseppe Bat- Battistan was Stromboli. And then, mm-hmm. oh man, Jaquita, and it's like T A apostrophe L E, Tale, so I don't know how to pronounce that, is Sabina. Who's this? Sabina new- and Fabiana. Fabiana is the yes. human, Sabina is the puppet that she Oh, voices. so maybe, so this just says Sabina. Yes. Okay, so that's Sabina. So I bet she was the, uh, the, uh, uh what is it called? I got to work in this industry, the mocap. And, Cayenne Lamaya was Fabiana. So those mm-hmm. are two different like build actors. Got it. And then Lee Lee Lloyd was Lampwick, who I kind of liked. And then mm-hmm. Luke Evans was the coachman. Luke Evans, oh, who was yes. guest on, who I really action. liked his. I liked his. Per- we'll get to it. We'll but get to I liked, it. yeah. Because we so, do have some problems with this movie. Yes. Yeah. But going back to it, felt like what I liked. What I ended up liking about it, but I can understand is 
There's a huge difference if you look at the original Snow White and Pinocchio. Pinocchio has kind of more of a, I don't want to say modern feel, but it's definitely more like modern humor and everything, I think, than Snow White. I mean, the, the, the dwarves kind of have the same level of humor, but it's more like the fantasy princess movie of Snow mm-hmm. White. And Pinocchio has some more like anachronistic humor, which they did in this, and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Yeah. Um, but I thought like there was stuff in here... There's a scene online when they're swimming away from Monstro and like Pinocchio uses his feet as paddles and he like, like speed boats away. Almost, yeah. And there's parts of stuff of that in the movie like and they do it in the original when his head's everything spins but his head. Like there's a part <laughs> where Geppetto's do you remember this where he's buffing the floor with yes. his feet? Like mm-hmm. there's just funny little gags like that. And like Robert Zemeckis should do a Bugs Bunny movie or a a Tom and Jerry and I think if you look at this as it's a cartoon and it's that type of humor, I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah, and I think you said, I lost it. Hold I, on. I, I will say, I think if you watch that scene independent of anything else, it feels like, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But if you watch it as you watch the movie, he takes you to that point. Mm-hmm. He starts a fire with his feet and that becomes like a plot point later when he starts a fire inside Monstro. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff he does that they play with the whole idea of like, well, I'm actually made of wood and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep going while you have this this pensive look of trying to remember no, what you're going to say. No, it's gone. I don't remember what I was <laughs> okay. going to say. I had it and I didn't want to interrupt you. So I, I then, then I lost it. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, let's just talk about it. Uh, as far as from a story standpoint... They really give Geppetto a tragic story, but I really liked the addition to it because you can feel his pain. You find out that he lost a boy. And his and, wife. And, well, I like don't know if it was family. a wife or a partner. He he never refers to her as wife. but Well, the mother of his but, boy, I'm yes, assuming. And yeah. so we don't know how he loses them, but he has a picture of his boy at a younger age. And so that's what inspires him to make Pinocchio is mm-hmm. he's making a puppet to look like his boy and recreates him from this memory and this feeling. Um, Tom Hanks was not given the gift of song. Oh, before we go to that, I want to talk more about what you were just saying about uh, the family. Cause what I liked about it is they touch on it in the beginning and then they leave it alone. It's enough to go, you understand this character more like we don't have to dive into this anymore. Yeah. And then they sprinkle things throughout the way. Like we find out the reason he doesn't want to sell any of his cuckoo clocks is because they were his wife or his partners. They were her favorite thing that Tara, he made. The reason he doesn't want to sell them is because it's a prescient vision of the future of cinema of, of cinema. Because all the cuckoo clocks are Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Dumbo. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> also, all the, all the clocks are, yeah, Lion King, Snow White, Toy Woody, Story. Donald, Roger J- Roger Rabbit and Jessica, and Sleeping Beauty and Maleficent. Well, which we yeah. thought, we were like, okay. Some of them felt like, when I saw Sleeping Beauty, like the other fairy tale ones were like, oh, those fit there. But like, it was clearly Roger Rabbit and Jessica, and I'm like, that is a 1930s dress, like, and you've clearly yeah. put this movie at a certain time. Anyway, you were saying about Tom Hanks's lack of singing voice, which I, everything Tara's about to say, I agree with. <laughs> yeah, he was not given that gift, and I think I, they didn't need to make him sing. I don't know why they felt the need. I know Geppetto sings in the original, but again... That's one place you could have cut time. You could have cut money. He he speaks sings. He he like talks sings because he it, it doesn't seem that he is comfortable singing or able to sing. I don't I don't know which it is. Um, 
but it's not good. Tara, Seth Rogen was a better singer in Lion King. Yeah, I would agree Tom with Hanks that. I would agree with that. Yeah, it wasn't good, and it you didn't need it, and in it, my it, in my opinion. You spend most of the movie going, is he singing? Why is he speaking in rhyme? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, and it happens twice. It happens here towards the beginning, and then there's another song a little later on once um, the Bloop Fairy comes to visit. And so both instances, I was like, it just makes me... Please stop. <laughs> it makes me not like Tom Hanks less, but it makes me think he's less talented, even though he is immensely talented. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Singing is not in his it's not, in, Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, well, but, also, you put that against two people who were amazing singers in this, which is yes. the Blue Fairy and Luke Evans just yes, seals it as the a coach, water, the coachman. The coachman. Uh, but <laughs> let's talk about the Blue Fairy because we liked those story editions too. And all other renditions we've seen of Pinocchio, Blue Fairy kind of saves the day. Every time Pinocchio gets in a jam, we don't really feel like he's learning much and he's got a conscience in Jiminy, but not really. Mm-hmm. In this one, they stay true to that. And we're going to talk how he kind of learns and finds his way as we go on here in the episode. But the blue fairy only shows up once and then her magic, the blue like sparkle happens a couple different times throughout the movie. And I think that that was enough. Well, it always feels like it's from Pinocchio and it's established based on, it's like, this is happening because uh, Pinocchio is brave, honest, and true, or whatever. And unselfish was in this one. It was unselfish. Yes. Was one specific thing. But yeah, and she like actually taps him with her wand. And so he's mimicking when he first comes to life, he's mimicking Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> he's mimicking her. And she taps him and she's like, no, 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 this won't do. And so I like that. It was an easy way to speed up the process of Pinocchio learning language and Pinocchio like figuring things out. I mean, he could have just understood it from the beginning. There's no, like, I guess, he's not but I mimicking. Liked, I don't know. I liked that moment. I thought it was fine. I thought her coming in and singing a couple bars of When You Wish Upon a Star was amazing. She looked great. We talked about how there's a you know, very multicultural cast. I mean, it's not it's, very it's, multicultural. There's a lot of, but, of multicultural women, but mostly yeah. just white dudes now that I think about it. Yeah. But she was uh, a woman of color. I liked her outfit. I liked the way, she, you know, she had a very modern haircut. And I think a lot of that was. I think she was bald just with jewels. And oh, really? That's that what wasn't? it looked like. Okay. Yeah. Which I thought was very cool yeah. to not give her like actual hair well, I think or a wig her, or something like that. Yeah. I think putting her outside of this time frame is fine because she's an ethereal being. Yeah. I liked, she was cool. I liked what they did with her. Um, so, so again, I wrote why give Tom Hanks singing songs, <laughs> singing songs is what I wrote. Why Twice? give him? Yeah. So well, every he does time it they again. Did a, every time they did a song that wasn't in the original, we were like, Looking at her watches, like kind of like, okay. And again, I don't mind as an addition of a song, but he's not comfortable singing, so there's no need to give him more singing. Uh, it was also in a long movie. So. Yeah, yeah. And this is the beginning. This is the first portion yeah. of it. So, I was I was thinking by the time we get done with the first scene of this movie, I think Pinocchio is halfway through his... Uh, I'd like to line them up and see where in the original they are because I'm like, if he's on stage at Stromboli's at that point, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I you see know, what time you mean. Wise. Time wise, yeah. The beginning is a little bit slow, but mm-hmm. we learn things like we said about Geppetto's backstory that I think are important, and you know, him being a, a shut in. We learn that later. We learn that when he goes to look for Pinocchio and he gathers up Figaro and Cleo, he's not left his home in a long time, and we find yeah. that out. But again. 
they don't hit you over the head with it. They sprinkle it in and you're like, oh, this makes sense. Oh, you're like connecting the dots. And I like that they did that. So they spend time together before Pinocchio goes to school, which I like that too. They're eating dinner together. He's teaching them how to stretch. They're like dancing together. Yes. It's like a little a little montage This is where we meet Sophia the Seagull. He's because he's feeding Tara's her scraps. Favorite Loved character her. in all fiction. Um, then this is where the horse poop that yeah that comes up. That's just in my notes, so I'm writing it here. So then we meet Honest John and Gideon, and the for us the first scene of Honest John is very jarring. It's chaotic. It's, it's too. I wrote too amped up. Yeah. Very high energy, and I know that that's Keegan Michael Key. Like he's got a lot of energy in his characters, but I think. I don't know. It was too much. He needed to because the next scene we see him and we liked him. Well, it felt like, you know, we get another scene of the three of them in a little bit. And we really liked that scene. But this one was like way too intense. One of the things I don't like about uh, mo-capped stuff, like because he's done the Polar Express. He's done uh, Beowulf. He's he remember when we saw Chip and Dale and there was the the dwarf, the Seth Rogen character who they kept yes. being like aren't you looking at me? And they kept making fun of that animation. Mm-hmm. This is what they're making fun of all the movies that Robert Zemeckis had done. And the thing about this is they're constantly moving like so much. It feels like, like it looks like there's, <laughs> you know what it looks like? Do you remember when we, no one else is going to get this. This is just for listeners. You know, if you got to go do something for a 30 seconds, go do it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in, in Jack's play when the one kid was the ghost oh, from yeah, and he yeah, kept yeah. floating? That's, uh-huh. what I did. That's what they look like. It's so constantly in motion. It looks like at the beginning of an old fighting game when it's like, choose your player. And they're like constantly moving. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, stop, stand still. So you had that energy along with his vocal energy. And I just think. If one of them were toned down, it would have been better. And I think the motion toned down would have it would have fit better because he still had the high energy in the mm-hmm. next scene we see after Pinocchio gets kicked out of school. And I think it worked much better. Yeah, it worked much better in that scene. And you liked his look. I did a lot. He has a very like ornate, beautiful. It looks you know uh, high end cape. But, but when it's you look actually closer. a curtain, and there are like metal curtain like hoops, you know, the <laughs> hooks uh, are, are down one side of it. Yeah, I thought his design was really cool. Like when I liked, you look closer at it, it's clearly junk. Yes, I liked it a lot. Uh, and Gideon is mute cat again. And I, you know, I thought Gideon was fine. And they do the whole bit with the mallets. Like anytime they do something that feels like it's out of more of a Tom and Jerry Bugs Bunny comedy than, or, or like even the. OG Mickey Mouse cartoons. Mm-hmm. It, I think it works really well with these characters because I think that's the kind of humor that yeah. Robert Zemeckis has. Yeah, uh, I thought the Chris Pine joke was dumb. I really it, that like, one you like to, you need to get a stage name and it's like Chad Bark and all this. He goes, "How about Chris Pine?" No, it'll never work. Now there's a lot of jokes like that, but not ones that like are so cemented in time. Yeah, the other ones are jokes like about show business in general or but like they're more, yeah, it's broad it's, generalized it's, it's, or broad, it's yeah. 50 50 years from now that joke will still hold mm-hmm. 50 years from now someone might be like well who was chris pine like yeah what was the joke we were talking about the other day about oh them smelling the mimeograph paper and oh yes in animal house and i was like that's a joke no one gets now yes and yeah. i barely got it when it came out mm-hmm. yeah but like yeah i it's it's that chris pine isn't gonna last nearly as long as i forgot what the joke was about like when he made jokes about like, oh, you should never trust an agent. It was like that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, yeah, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, yeah. that that it because 
remember in the first one where it's like you could feel Disney, Walt Disney's contempt for actors in a lot of yes, Pinocchio. Yeah. And this one felt a little reversed where it's because there's a part where he goes, what are taxes? He's like, well, if you're not going to be famous, you're not going to have to worry about those. And yes. It's kind of this reverse of like from the Hollywood creative side. I don't know. It was I thought that stuff fits better in this as being anachronistic to the time period, but still somehow being a little more timeless than Chris Pine jokes. Yeah. Apologies to Chris Pine. I know you're a big listener. Uh, and I will say something. Chrissy baby. Something we didn't talk about <laughs> in the beginning was it did. The beginning is almost identical to the original. How we meet Jiminy Cricket and how he comes into the. Well, yes, but also he's home. narrating it. But he's narrating it and showing him, and the, yeah. He but like, then he stops narrating it. But he goes, he goes, who's talking? Out. It's like yeah. I'm you. I'm you for the future. Oh well, do I ever get more like them talking to each other is kind of yeah. funny in a weird. I take liked on it. It was but. it was a charming way to start it, and I yeah. just wanted to mention that because we didn't mention that. So anyway, Pinocchio <laughs> gets kicked out of school. If you don't know the Pinocchio story, listen to our first one. Go I'm watch sorry. Pinocchio. If you don't know the Pinocchio story by episode four of Pinocchio <laughs> month, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy fair enough. for you. Yeah, so <laughs> I appreciate you listening, but please. <laughs> fair enough. So he gets kicked out of school. Uh, Actor's life for me with Honest John. They're singing that. They go on their way, and then we meet Strum. Stromboli and mm-hmm. like his puppeteer company, his puppet company. Right. Stromboli is wild, but I think in the best way. Like I did not like Stromboli in the original Pinocchio. I really liked this Italian actor a mm, lot. Okay. I don't know how you felt. I liked I, him. I didn't feel as strongly as you did. I, I liked him fine. I liked him. I thought he was wild. I thought he was intense. He was scary, but it was nothing like too much. Yes. I just felt, I feel like in the first one, I thought he was too much. Uh, this is where I said I really like this Pinocchio, and I want to at the end just go through mm. why because I think it's all about Pinocchio month. So, you know, I want to spend a, a more of a chunk of time on that. We but. also meet the new character, which is another puppeteer in Stromboli's group named uh, the, the Fabiana. Fabiana is the puppeteer. Her puppet is this kind of French. Um, ballerina named yeah. sabina i really like both of them a lot yes and and fabiana has like a brace which is funny because robert jamekis also did forrest gump and i was like oh it's a forrest gump brace um but uh she is kind of like yeah stromboli is very mean and like oh you know like her thing i think was like yeah it's fine to be an actor and it's fine to be a creative but like you, you there are you know he doesn't pay them you find yeah. out he's stolen money from them and basically Everyone, all the puppet, you find out all the puppeteers are going to get together and uh, unionize, baby. Yeah, and take over and start a new company. And that's what we find out winds up happening at the end. And I liked that. And I liked her being his confidant. He doesn't, by the time he gets to Stromboli, you know, he's had the interactions with Honest John. He's had the interactions with Stromboli. He doesn't Mm -hmm. really trust anyone, but he trusts. Uh, Sabina, the puppet. So she yeah, talks to Fabiana him. Fabiana meets her where he is. Yeah, yeah, she talks to him through Sabina. And I like that a lot. And again, Pinocchio's learning. Like, he's starting to get these gut instincts. He's starting to listen to his conscience when Jiminy Cricket's not there as well as when he is there. And we see this progression of him starting to make his own choices and starting to be uncomfortable. And I really like that a lot. I will say, I feel like you could almost cut her out of the movie and it wouldn't alter a whole lot and i'm glad they didn't because i like that character but i do wish they'd actually kind of made her a little more integral to the story yeah like this is the one time i ever went oh here's an extra character i wish was in the movie more. yeah cut some of the music and maybe give her another scene yeah and we yeah. had a different thought of how it was going to end i really well we'll talk about the ending when we get there but like um 
I almost thought she was going to like be a bigger thing at the end. And I do like you you track her progression is I don't trust you. Everyone I've talked to who's a real person yeah has lied to me. And so she starts oh, talking yeah, to him through Sabina. Too, yeah. Picks him out. We yeah, that's I, another another opportunity where he's learning from real people. Like you said he starts talking she starts talking to him through Sabina, but at the end the camera like like Fabiana starts talking to him like yeah she he she he she kind of becomes you can trust me you know they don't mm-hmm. barrel at home but there's a cool story there and there's some good filmmaking I think in here it's not the best movie ever but like again I think I were coming at it almost a little too strong of like defensively because people were so yeah we came into it not expecting much because of what we had heard about it. yeah I will say that so we really liked this part uh, to get out of the cage that Stromboli puts him in. The Blue Fairy came back in the original. But in this one, this is where we get him telling the lies. They don't spend a lot of time on him with his nose being long. This That's is the it only for the scene. whole movie now that I think about and it. And I think we we did the same thing in the original. I don't think they do it a lot in the original either because I feel like we talked about how like everyone knows Pinocchio for his nose, but it's yeah. not that... So, you know, but yeah, that's how he gets the key. And I believe that's the same in the original as well. But Jiminy helps him. Mm-hmm. And I we both like that. We felt that was a good change. We didn't need her. And Pinocchio was learning what's a lie, what's not a lie. He also learned how to apologize to Jiminy yeah. Cricket and like what it means to recognize you've done something wrong or you've said something, you know, that you don't mean or you didn't know would hurt somebody. And so I really like that a lot, too. And we also appreciated the quick quick transition because he comes off of uh, the carriage with Stromboli. They leave and immediately almost gets scooped scooped up up by by, the coachman. Yeah, by the coachman because he was on the corner is what they say. But I like that because we don't need any in between. Let's just get to the next part of the story. And and let's just get to the exposure story with this because I think real quickly – what we liked about it was there's now girls at Pleasure Island. Yes, I like that it was boys and girls. Like everyone can be a brat. It was just, basically yeah, bratty children, <laughs> and that's bratty fine. Young boys, I like that, which I think is like a small change they make that changes the narrative a little, but doesn't like isn't like girls can also do like it's just like they we're don't... just gonna do it and we're not gonna hammer it home and it'll it'll mean something. It, it'll be it. What would happen if they kept it the way it was was. Stupid adults would be like, I'm glad they kept it the way it was. And children, young girls would just watch this movie and go, oh, I guess there's no girls here. And all they did was go, we'll just throw in girls. And now everybody feels represented. Represented. We're fine. Move on. No big deal. So they get to, well, then there's the coachman sings a song that we're like, please. which He, did, he sang it great. I had no problems with his voice in the song. Well, I just didn't need the song on the way. But then the reprise is very, ooh, very good in so, Pleasure Island. So you kind of need this song to get the reprise. It's like three but, three things, but he just hits this Yeah, note so we'll, well get there. But uh, Let's talk about Pleasure Island because I think you and I both were like, I love this design. I loved the design. I thought the whole design of the gondola ride taking them everywhere... I love that they're in a gondola, they're in water, then it goes and it hooks onto a Ferris wheel. Then you're in like this candy sugar mountain and you're like going down, you know, snow, but it's all candy. And then you're back in water, like that whole thing alone. But there's so much like it would almost be worth it to go back and just watch it and like pause, like freeze frame to see everything because there's a lot. There, like all the signs say different things, yeah. and there's like a shoplifting shop where. Which my okay, is it bad if you're shoplifting from a shop that is a shop meant to be shoplifting from? That, like, yeah. like to me, there was parts where they're like, "You're coming here and you're smashing everything," and it's like, 
remember the 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 you could go pay the thing at the Ren Fair and th- and I throw feel plates great to the do that. Smasher. You could throw bottles, yeah, yeah. throw bottles and stuff, and it, it's it's a pressure release. So to me, that stuff didn't feel bad. What? But what does work about? Oh, well, let me back up to one thing. Do you think there was any thought when they were designing this scene that they went there could be a day if this takes off when we get to make that a you new can make a ride? Yeah. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. And I thought the gondola ride would have been a perfect way to do that. To like, it's a slow boat ride that you mm-hmm. like go through all of Pleasure Island, and if they could figure out a mechanic way to like make it into the Ferris wheel, I think that would be a perfect ride. You know, I love a slow boat. I panicked for a sec that we weren't recording, but we, we are. are okay. Yes, thank goodness. Absolutely. Um, um, but so one more thing I wanted to put in there, real quick. Sorry, was I did like, and I think this is where you were going. Uh, sorry to predict what you were going to say, but like you're watching a progression of like, not only are we doing this cool scene that we're seeing fun rides and stuff, you're seeing Pro- Pinocchio's character increase. You're getting an idea of pleasure. Island. Cause at first it's like, yeah, there's roller coasters and there's this, but then it's like people are running up and stealing his stuff from him. There's a sign for free bricks with the smashing of the windows. That's more of what I was going to go into. I wasn't getting to Pinocchio just yet. Well, but, but the, yeah, or like Lampwick, like, litters and Pinocchio's like well this doesn't feel right yeah you start seeing Pinocchio get physically uncomfortable and that's what I really liked because it makes you the viewer uncomfortable about what's going on like it goes from being fun and joyful when they first get there and everybody being celebratory and the music starts to change and the music gets a little warped and you start you start to get as uncomfortable as Pinocchio visually looks and feels yeah and that's what I really liked about his progression of a character because Jiminy Cricket is nowhere to be found at this point. He gets He's trying lost. to get yeah, to him yeah, yeah. Uh, in There's... the best way a cricket can when, you know, you're switched from one carriage to another and then put on water. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the other thing that's funny is every time Pinocchio starts to be like, I don't know about this. The coachman will pop up from out of nowhere yes. with like another root beer for him. And, and he's dressed and, like a carnival or a, a fair worker. Yes. So he looks different than what the coachman was dressed as. And then they'll pass him and then you, the audience, can still see him. And he'll like get this real like sinister look on yes. his face and duck down. And I was dying laughing It at was these. great. <laughs> it's so, like, it was such a great choice. Yeah. Um, uh, they, he also, too, we talked about this, but he does this reprise of that song and he hits this note and I'm just like, that's why they cast him and that's why he has this song. Um, It was amazing. But we, yeah, what I love the most is we we see the progression of Pinocchio, Pinocchio developing his own conscience. Yes. And I think that that's really important and in every Pinocchio we've talked about up to this point, that's been the one sticking point we don't like about the other Pinocchios is we either feel that he's just he hasn't learned it. Well, he hasn't learned his lessons. He's naive for the sake of being naive, but there, he, there's no progression there or that someone else is always there to bail him out or yeah. someone else is always there to or, make the decision of what's right and wrong. And in this one, I feel like it's truly coming from the character of Pinocchio. He only notices something is a problem when it's, when it, you know, in, in the original it's, He's perfectly fine at Pleasure Island until everyone starts turning into donkeys. And then it's it's he doesn't feel like he's learning a lesson. He feels like he's regretful that he got in trouble or whatever. Yeah, and the other ones, yes. Yeah. And then we see the smoke monsters, which are horrifying. Well, yeah, because like in the original, the guys who are helping the coachman do stuff are just kind of like black blobs. And in this, they're like literal. They, he refers to them as like vapor monsters later or something. 
And at which point, you know, like Jiminy Cricket stumbles upon what's happening, and the coachman's like, "Come on, Sees we got to we got to sell these donkeys to the salt mine so I can get some money." And I go, "This man has dominion over darkness and smoke," <laughs> and he's like, "I need to use it to make money off of need, salt miners." Like, yes, what? I need to change the children to yes. donkeys to then sell them. And then I yeah. was like, "Why not just sell tickets to Pleasure Island? Like, yeah. <laughs> why do all this for free?" No, yeah, but, but was, uh, yeah. The scene where Lampy changes is horrifying, and it was in the the original. original. They do it mostly through shadows. Well, that's what they do in the original is they show him changing the shadow. Oh, that's right. And the shadow in this looks hand animated. It doesn't look CG. Yeah. It looks very... It's an interesting... I want to learn a little more about that. Yeah, and we liked when Pinocchio changes. He has the ears. I will say he keeps the ears and the tail, I think, longer than he does in the original. Maybe not, but no, it felt I think, like it was. I think was. he has them until he changes into a real boy in the original. Oh, maybe, maybe. Because remember, because he doesn't go back to find Geppetto, I think, in the original. He goes off Pleasure Island and happens to find Monstro. I don't think that he's looking for Geppetto. Is. Which we like how they change yeah. the story a little bit here. But Which his donkey, I just explained it, yeah. Yeah, his donkey tail, though, what I thought was really cool, it looks like wood. It's like, it's like wooden segments. Together. Yeah, like Like those legs. snakes. You ever have a wooden yes, snake? Yeah. And it was just mm-hmm. like a bunch of like, inch and a half pieces yes yeah Yeah. so i liked that little design bit there uh we find out now he he goes like ryan said finds out geppetto's gone sees that he sold all his clocks and realizes all the clocks yeah at the beginning of four weddings and a few okay no i'm sorry Um, so uh, (laughs) i've never seen that movie oh really believe it or not yeah i think i've only seen that part uh, so yeah, so he realizes, you know, Geppetto did all of this for me. I have to go and find Geppetto. And again, this comes from Pinocchio s- making mm-hmm. the decision to go look for Geppetto. Geppetto sold the clocks to buy a boat. So this is where Sophia helps them. They're all going to go to sea together to look for Geppetto, go to the dock. And then that's where we meet, uh, Fabiana again. We think it's Stromboli cause it's the carriage. And then you find out. Stromboli's gone to jail. Yeah, he's gone to jail. The puppeteers have taken over. It's a new company name. They invite him to be a part of it, and he makes the decision, no, I have to go find Geppetto. And she's like, I think you made the right decision. Because he loses his donkey ears Yes, that's when he loses that. Yeah, she's like, something tells me you made the right decision. Which is similar to what happened in the original, where it's like he figures out he's doing something bad when something wrong happens. But this is, he gets a meet. Like, I don't feel like he's doing it because he learns that it'll help him lose his ears. But he does get, like, immediate like feedback yeah, of yeah. you are doing I the right thing I think it's the buddy. first time that like he's he's gut checking his mm-hmm. conscience, right? It's like, "Oh, I made this decision and I know it was right because this happened," right? Like yes. a cause and effect. So then we see What they, what they, do we see, Tara? What is the what is how does Pinocchio get out to the ocean? He gets out <laughs> to the ocean by water skiing with the seagull, which I didn't mind. <laughs> I thought it was silly. I thought it was silly, but it gets him there yeah. and I thought I'm cool with it. I like Sophia. I think it's, I like Lorraine Bracco, but I love a seagull too. Uh, we, this is a side note for anyone who knows me might find this funny, but uh, we realized, um, was your, it in Italy? Or long, it was before Italy, but it was Italy, Ireland. It was Ireland. Uh, that uh, my Patronus. You sound like such like humble bragging. Yes, Ireland, travelers. Italy. Which, which country was it? <laughs> uh, but we figured out that my uh, Patronus is a seagull. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're loud. They love French fries. <laughs> It's, they yeah. love to be by the sea. They love to be by the sea. So anyway, I I like a seagull, but I I had no problems with it. Him going out water skiing with her. 
They get he, he catches up to Geppetto and yes. just as about to reunite, the monster eats them and leaves Jiminy on the outside, which is something we like. Which we liked too, because again, it's Pinocchio having to make these choices and decisions. Mm-hmm. But Monstro has tentacles, man, and it's I am clearly here a for sea it. monster. It's still whale-like, it's but a, I think they yeah. were like. I love yeah. it. I love it. I thought it was a cool addition. I thought it was like creepy and and weird and yeah, I was so here for it. And the inside is not disgusting intestine color. Yes, which it's it was so in the JTT version. So Ryan appreciated was, it, that. And it's it's actually not only is it not it's gross, actually kind it's of beautiful. Cool. It's like dark, but like there's this like phosphorescent bioluminescence in the water. Yeah, that makes Pinocchio glow when he's swimming in the water, which that is really cool. That was another thing we wanted to talk about, how good the water going off yeah, of seas when I he's have swimming that note. Yeah. looks so good. Uh, also, you know, he starts the fire with his feet accidentally at the Stromboli puppet show. Because he's dancing too fast. Because he's dancing too fast and puts it out. And then he uses that learned skill even though it was an accident and could have could have set him all ablaze yes. but he uses that here tara did we love this movie like i think we did but i really like again going back to his conscience he uses that moment to be like oh we need to get pinocchio i think the cat sneezes or something the cat sneezes yes. and it gives pinocchio well, this idea yes because the cat sneezed and i said did you think tentacles were going to come out of its mouth because we just saw the marvels this weekend and i thought it was oh, like yeah, goose. the flurkin or yeah. whatever so, because uh, they're very similar CG cats. Yes. Uh, so that gives Pinocchio the idea, and he's like, "Father, I can do this." And then he rubs his feet together to start the fire. So I like again; it's a learned skill that he learned in yeah. the world that now he's using to save them. And when they get sneezed out, he also uses his fast feet as like a he 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 he, he does that to swim as fast as he can. He saves his father because he can swim because he's wood. And then the change in this one is you don't get to the end. And remember when we talked about, we talked about this on on our episode, we talked about the dead man's float. Is it actually a thing? And it is. And it is. 100%. My bad. But this time it's Geppetto who you think is dead and Pinocchio is sad. And which I, I, I think some of it's an interesting twist and better because it stays on Pinocchio as the main character of the movie, Pinocchio. Yeah. But also we didn't need to see it potentially dead child (laughs) no 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 no. they made the right choice there and right before oh sorry we no it's fine i i love where you're going but right before that happens is the visual ryan was talking about where you can really notice pinocchio gets washed up onto a rock and his clothing and the way he looks it's so tactily like you could just reach out and touch it and you know what it would feel like Mm -hmm. it's so good it looks so real (laughs) well no and just like the roughness of his clothes and the smooth of the wood and the water the way it drips off of him like it it was that that moment that scene i just thought looked so beautiful and so real um so i really appreciate it all the work that and probably mm-hmm. money that went into that. But yeah, so we talk about the switch and then this is the this real the real big change out of all the little changes in the story. The biggest one is he doesn't, he doesn't become, become a real boy. Well, well, we don't know. Well, no, 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 because I think that's the point they're trying to make is you're real. You're made of wood. You're just as real because there's a thing where where Geppetto's like I think when I wish for you, you might have thought I was wishing for someone else like his original son and he's yeah. like I love you no matter what. You're perfect. It's also like... You can be who you are. You can are. be who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you've learned to be these things. You don't need to you be You don't real. need to be flesh and blood. You yeah. can be pine and whatever, and that makes you just as real as anything else. And I thought that was really interesting. I liked it. And the way that they walk off, it then changes to a storybook, and 
Jiminy Cricket's like, you know, there have been lots of versions told of this story. Some say he became a real boy. We'll never know kind of a thing. But I, I liked that, how that, that change was made. We are running long, and that's because, like I said, it turns out we loved this movie. It turns out we really liked it. Uh, and I think there was a lot of substance here to talk about. I think we really liked it because, like I said, it was it's such a low bar for us going into it. And I, I don't think it's, like, I wouldn't be like, Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, 2022 Pinocchio. Of course, but I I don't think, I think there are worse live action remakes than this. I think this is, this is, yeah, there are, so Um, Beauty and the Beast is still my least favorite. Or no, Lion King, I think, beat Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. There's this great meme going around of the picture of Simba when he learns the, 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 uh, wildebeests are coming. In the animated versus the other mm. one. In the animated, he's got this face of like, oh my God. Yeah. And the other one is just a picture of a lion staring. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's talk real quick about the things. Where does this Pinocchio, not necessarily the movie, but where does the character of Pinocchio rank for you? It's my favorite Pinocchio. Do you think? Yeah, I'm starting because to think, by has, the end. I've talked about it. I've gushed on the fact that he learns from his mistakes we watch him get a conscience. We watch like so many things that we have issues with in the other movies. Mm-hmm. This movie did. Yeah. Changed what we didn't like. So yeah, this is my favorite Pinocchio. Jiminy Cricket. And now are we ranking them now to remind ourselves where we're at? So it's this Pinocchio, the original next or no JTT. Next. I think it goes JTT. I and agree. Then the original. Yeah. I think they're all very, I mean, the original is such a, like, I think the design of the original is so, so good because they just stole it for this one. Yeah, but if you but think the puppetry personality. Is, th- those three are so bunched near the top and then. The others, yeah. yeah. Um, Jiminy Cricket, I think the original is still the best. The original is the best. This guy's a close second. Yeah, and I think you can't have this guy without the original because he's so close to the original. So that's why the original comes first for me in this one. Most crickets in the world and then G. Willikers <laughs> and then. I don't know, uh, a mouthful of wasps <laughs> and then Pepe. Um, <laughs> this is, this is my, yeah. Um, Geppetto. I, I still like, uh, I like Jonathan Ma- Landau's Geppetto. The Martin best. Landau. Martin yeah, Landau. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking JTT and I just like mashed it together. And I like animated Geppetto better. Same. I like this Geppetto story. Tom Hanks is just, he looks good. It's its nowhere close to Tom Hanks' best role. No. He's just a pleasant addition to this movie. Yeah, it's its fine. I like the story changes of Geppetto in this one, I, which I think you just mentioned. But as far as Gepe- the embodiment of Geppetto, I like the JTT Geppetto first, then the original, then Tom Hanks. Now let's do two other things. First off, you wanted to rank Monstros, and this one's your favorite? This one's my favorite, and then I think it would go this one, and then I think maybe the original, because I thought the original yeah. was Re- intense. Yeah, well, I think his sequences are really good, because it's like, they're still, you watch it, and you realize how much time was spent on that animation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, beautiful. but this one, I just love the change they made. And, yeah, it looked really good. And the details, even when Jiminy Cricket is like up close in his teeth and stuff, there's, I don't know, there's a lot there that I really liked. Let's rank the Strombolis because I think the Strombolis we have are Stromboli, mm-hmm. this Stromboli, mm-hmm. Puppetino, <laughs> and then what was the name of the Udo Kiers? I don't remember. I don't remember the JTT one. I don't remember off the top. I could look back in my notes. I mean, I think to me, I like the original. Renzini? No. Whatever. 
Lorenzini. 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 The the original Stromboli is my favorite. I know you didn't like him because I think he's kind of a ethnic issue. There's a lot there that I yeah. didn't like about the original Stromboli. Uh, I think the animation, the performance is really good. I liked him a lot. I think I would put this Stromboli above the original Stromboli, but I understand why you you do it the other way. I th- I I gotta tell you, I think I put Lorenzini above. Oh, I liked Lorenzini. Mm. He's re- I I love Udo Kier. He's such a man. I might put Lorenzini above this Strom. Okay, I might do Lorenzini. This is the only way ours change. Okay, Lorenzini. Lorenzini's your number one Stromboli. I think so. Yes, Lorenzini. This Stromboli. OG Stromboli. Puppetino, Puppetino, Puppetino is at the bottom. Uh, Duncanino, yeah, um, yeah. So that's yeah. probably we our rankings differ here, now but nowhere hungry, else. Now I'm hungry for Stromboli. Mm. Uh, friends, we only have one more left. It is the Guillermo del Toro version, and I am worried it's going to be. I I like Guillermo del Toro. I think he's a very interesting filmmaker. But I know I'm nothing about it. It's stop motion. Okay. It won Best Animated at the uh, Academy Awards. Okay. What are you worried about? I'm worried it's going to be dark and weird and so far off that we're going to just... In- I, I, I think we're going to get dragged by every film person ever, you know, all the people who listen to our podcast, if we say we don't like this one. As- I almost feel a pressure to like this one this mu- as, as much. Well, good news, listeners. I feel no pressure at all, so I'll <laughs> give you my opinion, and I don't care. Well, all right, and that will be the end of this horrible experiment uh, uh, that I've actually kind of enjoyed. Um, I actually have really enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. I thank you, listeners, from coming along this crazy ride and idea that Ryan had. It's been actually <laughs> fun, and it's been a nice way to dive back into the podcast since we're kind of in this transitional period. Uh, and I believe this episode will be released on Thanksgiving Day. So for oh, all of you who celebrate... Happy Thanksgiving for all of you who don't. I hope you have a good Thursday. <laughs> I hope your Thursday is wonder is, yeah, is delightful you and you eat something good. Treat yourself to some good food <laughs> if you don't celebrate. Thanks, everybody. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD1. That's 707-968-968. 7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash trprincessdiaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh